Okay. <laughs> I wasn't devastated. Remember Frank Ocean? Yeah. Hell of, a, hell of an artist. I, he should, um... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm currently aware of Frank Ocean, in fact. I don't need to remember him. I'm thinking about him on a regular basis right now. I, I, almost said, I almost said he should come up with more music, and then I was just like, you know what? If he just, like... If, if he, he never did, that'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, if he never if he never did, I would almost be happier. <laughs> yeah, it's just like he put out like two of the most like important albums <laughs> of his generation and then it was like, alright. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's like a childish Gambino had put out Awaken My Love and then put out This Is America and then just disappeared forever. You know? I don't like what? almost any of his music, so you know. Anyway, you wanna do you a know, podcast? Okay. Yeah. Podcast. Got my uh, got my Arizona Energy RX Herbal Tonic. Uh, it's uh, it's got herbs in it. H- hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode seventy-eight. My name is Mark Champlin, and today we're gonna discuss uh, new tropics found in Arizona uh, RX Energy Herbal Tonic. Also, <laughs> Alex Wallace is here. What's up, girls and gays? Um, you know, I it it is not often. Uh, that I find myself, like, entirely dumbfounded by something on this podcast. I feel like, usually, like, within, like, within, like, 20 to 30 minutes of watching something up for the podcast, I usually, like, kind of have my take already pretty cemented, and then I'm just kind of, like, seeing if it falls, follows through at all of my assumptions, and then it's, like, a generic action movie, so it does. <laughs> um, or it's, mm-hmm. like, a Deke cartoon, so it's just the same thing over and over again <laughs> for an hour straight. Um, but, uh, you know... You know, the, 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 the phrase acid trip gets thrown around a lot to, to describe, uh, you know, surreality <laughs> and things. Obviously, this is a, a topic we touched on last week with the phrase fever dream. Um, and I think for this week's film, um, you know, I found that the themes in this film... Uh, the diso- the themes of, like, dissociation and the themes of, like, feeling like you have become God or are communing with something that is beyond our normal scope of understanding as human beings um, produced an experience, uh, along with the visuals of the film, obviously, uh, produced an experience that was similar to taking psychedelic drugs. <laughs> like... Yeah, it, you know, if like you have not... ever done, if you've ever done salvia, uh, salvia it does make you become god. Uh, and uh, I did it once or twice as a teenager, and it was a deeply uncomfortable experience. And so was uh, this this movie. <laughs> yeah, much like this film. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think we have I think we have quite a bit to say this week. Uh, so let's 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 get this train record rolling. Why don't we? What did we watch this week, Mark? Uh, so for those unaware, I, I was one of them. I had no idea what this was, uh, but I guess it's kind of a cult classic. Uh, mm-hmm. So we watched The Lawnmower Man. Uh, it's a 1992 uh, sci-fi action slash horror uh, type of deal uh, directed by Brett Leonard and written by uh, Brett Leonard and Gimmel Everett. Uh, it's a l- very loose uh, adaptation of a Stephen King short story. Uh, shout outs to Stephen King. <laughs> I read, uh, I think, one of his books. It, it was good. Um, <laughs> uh, it's of the same name, but they got sued. Uh, 
by by him. Yeah. So do you want to <laughs> yeah. briefly touch on this for sure <laughs> before we move on? Yeah. So like I was, you know, I I, I don't have deep knowledge. I don't I don't have the deep lore knowledge on this, but my understanding is basically, um, st- they they had a completely unrelated script for this film. Yeah. Um, and then had the rights to the Stephen King short story, The Lawnmower Man, uh, and just slapped the name on there. Uh, and then later down the line, Stephen King was like, what the fuck? You can't put Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man on this when it has absolutely nothing to do with the story that I wrote. And he sued them, and he won. And they can't print Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man on it anymore when they sell it, which... You yeah. know what? Good for Stephen King, I think, because I also wouldn't want my name on this movie. It's not necessarily the type of, uh, like, banner project that you would want. Like, I've seen the movie for uh, the Green Mile. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not bad. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, I would <laughs> I'd, I'd put my name on that. Uh, not this. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, man, you, you've had some rough... Uh, <laughs> plot descriptions uh placed on your platter before um do you want to take a crack at the lawnmower man so i actually i don't think it's that complicated it's very stupid um but i don't think it's that complicated it has like pretensions towards being a more like sophisticated and complicated film than it actually is but it really isn't um uh yes so the the first thing that I want to say up front, kind of before we get into really anything with this movie, because we can't talk about it without talking about this, um, I think that the base premise of this film is disgusting. Um, They shouldn't have fucking done it. Uh, And this movie is not smart or capable enough to handle any of it. Um, In this episode, we are going to talk about uh, mental disability because they try to talk about that in this film, and it goes very poorly, I would say. So... Just so you know, mm-hmm. that's what The Lawnmower Man is about. Okay. Pierce Brosnan is a science man with a shitty wife that he hates and a job where he puts VR goggles on monkeys to turn them into super geniuses. Now, his bosses want him to ha- make the super soldier monkeys for war, but he just he just wants to do it for, for the science of it, and, you know? Uh, ostensibly, like, super soldier people as well, yeah. once the he monkeys w- go well. Pier- just to be clear. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan want, wants, to, wants to strap monkeys into a giant spitting apparatus and put, <laughs> put virtual grog- reality goggles on their faces just, just, just for the betterment of mankind, <laughs> which, you know? Which, by the way, is quite literally exactly what Palmer Lucky did as well, so... <laughs> Um, and then, and then, and then in an incident that we will get to later, his favorite monkey is, is killed, uh, trying to escape from the facility. So Pierce Brosnan then, uh, decides to continue his research forward. Um, and he, here we go. He convinces Jeff Fahey, uh, who is a mentally disabled man. Uh, who mows lawns in his neighborhood uh, to let him run the experiments on him. Uh, and and then Jeff Fahey, like, becomes a super genius, and then he becomes too much of a super genius, and then he gets a little evil, and then he becomes, like, omniscient c- cyber Christ uh, and kills several people, uh, and then he becomes one with the internet. Uh, and that's the movie. So, it's pretty so straightforward. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so 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 the thing is like 
I remember finishing the movie and texting you throughout the finale, the the whole climax, and being like, "This fucking movie is is wild as shit, dude." Mm-hmm. And and you being like, "Okay, I'm early in the movie, and it's just really like awful that they're doing this to him." And I'm like, "No, no, no, I agree. Yes, this casts a pall over the whole movie, and <laughs> this movie's not smart enough. However, <laughs> you need to fucking keep watching because." Some shit's about to go down. And you're like, man, yeah, but it sucks. I'm like, no, I know. <laughs> but you haven't seen you haven't seen the CGI yet. Yeah, no, this is um we listen, we talk a lot about computer generated imagery on this podcast, yeah. don't we? Um and I feel like I, I generally um have the fucking cranky boomer take about CGI that it has kind of ruined movies. Uh but man the stuff that they made when they were still figuring that shit out is so much better. Like, I don't know, this movie... Yeah, where whenever this is they on go a Tron the, level. <laughs> yeah, like, in this movie, when whenever they go into the fucking computer world, it is just, like, bubbling, like, metallic chrome slime, and they're flying around and shape-shifting, and it looks all fucking weird, and there's no textures. Like, it's... Yeah, it's it's it is, great. It is a... It is a okay, listen... This is not a good film, um, no. and and there is a ten minute video on YouTube called like the lawn. La- it's called like the lawnmower man truncated, and it's just the CGI parts. Just go watch that. It's that it's it's incredible. You should see this thing because it's amazing. Um, but yeah, also fuck this movie. Yeah, um, I think that there is a really great film in here, but this movie is not that film. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I strongly disagree with the film's premise, but yeah, it is kind of hard to argue with the conclusions that it draws, you know? Um, sure. tonally, I would say the film from this podcast I was most reminded of was Super <laughs> Hornia Brothers, um, because they both, uh, often take place in a weird, uh, cyber nightmare realm, uh, and both of them feel like they were made in hell, uh, and both of them are very horny and at a setting. Um. <laughs> I would say this movie is hornier than Super Hornio Brothers, which contains literal sex. <laughs> but the sex, the sex is so unsexy in the porn version of the Mario Brothers movie that, you know, uh, seeing a priest uh, whip a man's back with a belt uh, is... <laughs> has ha- had more sexual tension than than the actual porn boy there's there's so there's a lot we have a lot yeah have a i lot to i kind of did uh want to real quick like uh, another sort of content warning like there is like d- d- a lot of like domestic violence and mm-hmm. also like sexual like violence Just needlessly and, so n- needlessly so but yeah. Yeah, if, if any of that is um you know somewhat triggering to you i i would probably maybe not listen because it because we won't go like shot for shot into it, but no. you know that shit's in there. Yeah, um, I think that um, I think that kind of my like broad take on this movie is that it would be a better film if it wasn't trying to be so fucking edgy. If it wasn't trying to mm-hmm. like have child abuse in it and weird sexual themes in it, and it just focused on like you know weird computer man becomes a god of the internet story uh and then kills people with I'm a with lawnmower you. it would be a better I'm film with you. yeah 100% um so so before we kind of kind of get into the specifics um 
because this is sort of a film of moments, and I think a large part of this episode is just going to be us talking about the moments. Um, let's 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 talk about the the most uncomfortable aspect of this film up front, and sort of and sort of dig into it. Um, so, like I mentioned, Jeff Fahey's character, who is having these experiments done on him uh, by Pierce Brosnan, um, is intended to be a mentally disabled character. Um, and I would like to talk, dear listeners, uh, for, if you will, for a moment, um, about the film Tropic Thunder. Um, now, Mark, you have not seen this movie, as I have been informed, and so you did, when I, when I messaged you and I was like, holy fuck, Simple Jack is in this movie, you were like, what the shit are you talking about? Um, so Ben Stiller's character in Tropic Thunder is, like, kind of like a washed-up action star, um... And he, part of his backstory is that at some point he was in, like, an Oscar bait movie, uh, where he is, like, playing a mentally disabled man, um, and it's, and the film is called Simple Jack, and in this film (laughs) he is, like, a farmhand, and he just wears, like, big ill-fitting overalls the whole time, and he's got this, like, stupid blonde wig on, and it's and you know it is it is oh, it is man. a satire of you know that's really good though films like Nell, <laughs> films yeah. like The Lawnmower Man. It's y- yeah, unfucking believable <laughs> that Jeff Fahey's character in this movie is literally it is it is it is an exact representation. <laughs> of simple it's, jack in tropic thunder so like it is having that- not seen <laughs> having not seen simple jack my first thought was like this is like a high school like adaptation of like uh, of of mice and men type of thing yeah no he is he is like he is like <laughs> a lenny from of mice and men type yeah. care it's just awful it's so bad and like he so his character is living in like a a a cabin like yeah on the grounds of a church and there's like an abusive priest that that works that 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 like keeps him as like a a slave basically and like beats him if he doesn't do all of his chores and shit and i need you to understand <laughs> how fucking disorienting the first like 30 minutes of the lawnmower man are because the film starts and it's Pierce Brosnan in like dystopian like near future science fiction like lots of dark blues and shadows lots of smoky hallways and 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 dealings yeah. and weird cybernetic bullshit it's a, it's a resident evil hallway yeah and then it and then it it cuts to simple jack <laughs> yeah living on like literally the, living on like the church the church grounds and it's like a period piece all of a sudden like the you, entire you did li- literally text me to ask if you were watching the right movie i was like did your movie also have the guy that mows the lawns that lives at the church with the priest because like <laughs> dude it's like the color palette changes and like the cinematography yeah. changes and then just keep cutting it back does. and forth between them and it is it is so it's so much it's so much this movie is so much i was really curious how they were going to reconcile these two uh tones and then 
uh, they reconciled it by one character non-consensually performing uh, deeply Mm -hmm. uh, unethical mind uh, control acts on the other one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think that you know, okay, I say this a lot on this podcast, but, you know, this this film is, like, playing around with a lot of themes that it is not mature enough to actually handle in an intelligent way. And I think, like, trying to have a character um, who is, like, struggling with a disability and then making the entire plot about how uh, they use science to make him smarter um, is just an incredibly poor taste. Um, and the other thing about it is that, like, if we got to watch the downfall of this character, because this is a film about Jeff Fahey's character, like, descending into madness and becoming, like, a megalomaniac uh, because of the experiments that Pierce Brosnan is doing on him and is because he has, like, gained too much knowledge from from being in the VR world somehow. Um, you know, if, 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 that, if that character was an actual character with a personality that we got to know and care about. And then we got to see this character slowly devolve. Uh, that would make for a more compelling film, but because they're trying to be, I'm just going to say it. They're trying to be edgy, uh, by including a character who is mentally disabled to make the film more real, I guess. Um, they are just, it is just a stereotype of a mentally disabled person. And because of that, it doesn't feel like a real human being. Um, And a lot of the character drama that the film is expecting you to care about from that point forward falls flat because they put this man in ill-fitting overalls and gave him ridiculous, unkempt blonde hair. And it's just embarrassing. (laughs) And then then they they slick it back and give him a tucked in shirt when he's smart, which is like, come on. And then he start, and then they, and then they make him start fucking. Which was another aspect of this movie that I didn't like. (laughs) I really think this would have been a better film if it was (laughs) PG-13. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of with you. I like some of the campy aspects, but I don't like the edgy aspects. Yeah. Uh, So it could have still been rated R for me. Um, every time, but... every time it is trying to show abuse or every time it is trying to like, yeah. every time it shows Pierce Brosnan having a shitty conversation with his wife who he clearly hates, like it just, it, it, none of that stuff is sold because the acting isn't good enough and the writing isn't good enough. And so it yeah, just, Pierce Brosnan kind of sucks at acting. He's not, <laughs> yeah, he's know. not great in this. He's he is hot in this. Like I, it it, it must needs be remarked that ninety two Pierce Brosnan could get it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so so you want to talk do, about do, the horniness? Yeah, this was like my main. <laughs> weirdly enough, this was like my main takeaway because okay, so we're in the middle. We're in the middle of Rona, right? Um, full disclosure, um, I haven't. <laughs> had sex in months god yeah me too <laughs> this is yeah because that sucks you know it sucks um yeah. to, to to be to be real for a second uh this this won't be an evergreen episode this is one of the quarantine couple <laughs> of episodes and by quarantine couple i mean like nine episodes because this will never end uh. um <laughs> so i've been thinking about like sex and kink mm-hmm. uh a, a lot lately and doing a lot of like research into this type of thing but what's weird is like 
by 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 me saying this movie is horny, like I don't just mean the scenes where there's literal fucking. Like, no, it's just. I feel like this movie must have awoken a lot of kinksters in the '90s, just because like a lot of stereotypical like kink type of imagery includes lots of like religious iconography and just ideas of like power and control the idea of like submission and like penetrating one's mind uh are just permeating this entire movie like it's just like oozing with it like <laughs> like literally i i i have seen that scene where like the the dude is like the priest is like, okay, which punishment do you want? And he kneels on the ground and points at the belt. And then the priest starts beating his bare back with a belt. It's like, I've seen this, like, in porn. That's like the second scene that we get with Jeff <laughs> yeah. Mahey. And that's, that's, yeah, it's so early on. And I was God. like, oh, this is like, it's that movie. Yeah. And, and. Uh, There's a yeah. lot of whispering in this movie. There's a lot. Yeah, of- a lot of close-ups on 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 mouths. It, okay, so yeah, the the sex. One of the sex scenes is like the girl. Like once once he has again, and yes, this is fucked up. We a whole an entire umbrella of this is all fucked up goes over everything we're talking about. Uh-huh. But yeah, when when um when Fahey's character is gonna have sex for the first time because he hasn't before because he has like the mind of like a child so now he's got like the mind of like a teenager i guess and he's horny for the first time so the neighbor wants to fuck him yeah so she brings him in and really just exists to get fucked by jeff fahey like she is introducing the story (laughs) as a sex object for him to look at he has sex with her and and then he puts her in the computer machine and she goes crazy and dies like that's it's it's real dumb she is in and out in 20 minutes but yeah when she's like first she's like teaching him how to kiss and it goes like really up close to their mouths and tongues and she's like give me your tongue and i was just like what the fuck movie is this this is like the yeah it's just it's just deeply horny yeah the part where the part where you know the film is having you watch this character who like is like like you said is portrayed as having the mind of a child um until yeah. very recently uh being asked by the sexy blonde woman have you ever kissed a girl before and then her teaching him how to have sex um makes you really feel like the people who were making this movie really thought they were doing something <laughs> you know it's like like have you seen the movie 13 going on 30 <laughs> no okay but well it's a movie on. <laughs> it's a movie where um, I forget. I think it's Jennifer Garner. Correct me if I'm wrong in the in the comments on it. <laughs> Jennifer Garner or someone in that ilk. The thirteen going on thirty stands are gonna crucify you on Twitter this week. God, for for the third time, the thirteen going on thirty fandom is gonna cancel me. Um, <laughs> to, to listen, Tumblr was weird. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so it's a movie where she's like 13 years old and she's like, fuck, I hate being a kid. I just want to be a grown up. I want to be like 30 and living my best life. And she wakes up and she is, mm-hmm. and she has like a fiance. And then, so it's, it's, it's like a cute romantic comedy. Uh, but then, so she has the mind of a 13 year old and she's 30 years old. So like when she, when the fiance wants to have sex with her, it's like a, whoa, I better not. And then like, she like doesn't, I, I think if I remember correctly, this but I definitely sucks. remember th- I definitely remember the whoa, I better not. And I'm like, while it's obviously it still sucks, it's like they at least had the forethought to think, oh, well, that that's kind of weird. This movie, they just have him fuck. 
Yeah, they just, you know, they go for it. And it's like, you know, you know, it's not like the movie portrays it as like, quote unquote, okay. It doesn't really portray anything as anything because it doesn't really seem to be trying to say anything about things. It's just kind of like putting a bunch of edgy subjects in a blender and, and just making them go around real fast and going, look at that. Wow. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like at some, at some point he develops the ability to read minds. Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but you yeah, know. he develops the ability to, to read minds and he starts just like going into her brain and reading all of her private sexual fantasies. Cause he wants to perform them on her without her even knowing that he can read the mind. It's, I don't even man. remember that part. Oh, that happens. God, this movie is... <laughs> so many things happen in this should, film, should, should we Should we just talk about what happens? Like, specifically, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the first two minutes. Yeah, I think... Yeah, a lot of the rest of this episode... The, okay, the last thing that I want to say uh, before we... Because I think the rest of this episode, we're just going to kind of go down this list that we have of things that yeah. occur in this film and just talk about them. Uh, but I really want to say, like... Uh, this reminded me a lot of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> um, oh, go go for it. In in the same way, <laughs> uh, in a couple ways, right? Because they're both like very kind of like surrealist, uh, lots of trippy imagery, lots of rainbow colors and weird like psychedelic bullshit, weird religious bullshit. Um, the Lawnmower Man actually came first, and I wouldn't be surprised if Ava was was. Uh, was influenced by it. Uh, but the thing that they both really share is that they could both be fucking amazing if they were good, but the end result of them is a bunch of bullshit, so they are not. <laughs> um, and they're both things that, like, have a lot of pretensions towards having things to say, and in moments kind of almost do say something really interesting about the human psyche and mental illness. Um, but because they are being made by weird misogynists, uh, the ultimate, like, kind of conclusion of them is just, like, gross and nihilistic and just upsetting. Um, and so I, I found these to be very similar experiences. I think Ava is a little better. Ava, Ava shoots I a little <laughs> higher. Lawnmower Man is like, Lawnmower Man is like theme park Ava and Gillian. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Lawnmower Man uh, simultaneously shoots for camp. And also shoots for, like, uh, austerity, and you can't do both. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, the problem, right? Is like, is, like, this is a movie that wants you to take scenes of child abuse really seriously. It is also a movie where a man declares that he is cyber Christ. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, oh, man. So we have a lot of moments to talk about. Um, I think we both wanted to <laughs> give a give a great big shout out to the first two minutes of this film because I have I don't think I've ever seen a movie kick in the fucking door the way the lawnmower man does. Yeah, so I texted you. I said we're at minute three and a chimpanzee has already murdered security guards with a gun. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> It's great. He he he's got his fucking VR helmet on, and you you it 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 alternates between showing the little monkey who's going <laughs> and just walking around a lab, and then it goes inside his helmet, and it's like Terminator vision, and he's like threat detected. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's playing Metroid Prime. It literally, yeah, like it. 
<laughs> it looks like fucking Area 51, and he's yeah. just he, he he sees like 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 the the gun gets highlighted in red, and he's like, "Weapon, take your weapon." <laughs> so he like walks up and grabs the gun from his holster and fucking murks this dude, and then he like uses like Metal Gear heat vision to find the the hallway that has no guards in it, and I was like. What movie is this? I was, and, and I was then honestly like the movie disappoints after that. Like it gets back to those yeah. levels throughout, but like because because the first like forty minutes is a huge slog because you're getting through all of the stuff where it is really poorly handling issues around mental illness, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The whole time I was just like, I want to see monkeys fucking murder people some mm-hmm. more. That was the good part. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it, it, you really need to understand that this is the first two minutes of the film. Like, the opening scene yeah. is Pierce Brosnan and his boss standing next to a monkey cage talking about how, uh, you know, how the project is going and how it's becoming unstable. And Pierce Brosnan says, that's my best chimp. And then the chimp escapes and shoots a bunch <laughs> of people with a pistol. But before that, we get... Them strapping the monkey into the bit, like, how do you, how would you describe, like, the big spinning VR, like, apparatus thing that they have? It's like, it's like, it's like those things that you would see at the fair, where you, like, get, like, your arms and legs strapped in, and then it just, like, spins and flips around in every direction, and then they're Mm -hmm. wearing VR helmets, which, if you've ever done VR before, you would know that would make you throw up immediately. (laughs) Yeah, quite lit. Sometimes some people throw up just by looking around with the VR helmet on, mm-hmm. and this is, you know, spinning them around at at angles that the human body is not usually supposed to find themselves in. You know, uh, it's a fucking. <laughs> I gotta say, it's, it's I I've, I've played a lot of VR games because I own a VR headset because. When I was in college, I interned at a VR startup that one of my professors owned. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I have this Oculus Rift in my house, and I've played a good around good amount of VR games. And uh, I would say that the the VR stuff that's depicted in this movie, like, yeah, VR sucks about that much. Like, yeah, it does have so big the- stupid cables off of it, and yeah. Turn- <laughs> The, the cables, yeah, the cables are only slightly smaller these days than yeah. the cables in, in the movie. I I think that the aesthetic of the VR games look like the type of shit you would get off, like, a like an itch.io, like, indie, yeah. like, VR game. Definitely. Um, and I've played a lot of VR like, games that look like what the psychedelic VR landscape in this game looks, in this movie looks like. Which probably isn't a coincidence. <laughs> you totally. You, there's a game I played called Art School. School spelled with a Q. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's just like a really cute like art slash experimental like little walking simulator type of game. Mm-hmm. And it the 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 color palette of this movie uh, I feel like was very influential for that genre. That is it is its own genre like mm-hmm. psychedelic weird slash cute indie game that's yeah. often found on the, itch the vr um, parts of this I, movie I love, look like uh yeah. like windows media player visualizer to- yes <laughs> brought to life in I 3d lo- i love that shit yeah um so so this movie really had us just fucking reeling um i think <laughs> we should kind of start talking about like the the the, the crazy shit that we really liked yeah um, uh, we, let's just go so there's there's a part <laughs> There's a part where the where he's given like too much of the drugs and mm-hmm. then goes into the 
the virtual world. And then when he comes out, he's just like staring at the ceiling. Pierce Brosnan's like, are you okay? He says, I saw God. I touched God. And from then on, the movie gets good. Yeah. From then on, the movie gets great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, He... The, the, he, he's standing on the balcony mowing the lawn with his mind, <laughs> right? Because he develops telekinesis. Yeah. And for some reason, he's still mowing lawns, even though he clearly doesn't need the cash um, because he can read minds and control people. So he's standing on, he's standing shirtless, like with his hands behind his back, gazing over his domain, mowing the lawn, using the lawnmower with telekinesis while his girlfriend lays basically brain dead on the bed behind him. And I'm like, I guess this is cinematography. It's just, <laughs> I, I will never forget this shot. It's yeah. The, the, the whole sequence where he is like going and, and getting revenge on people that have wronged him that starts mm-hmm. with. So, so there's some jackass at the gas station that has been yeah. bullying Jeff Fahey throughout the movie. And so Jeff Fahey goes to the gas station at night. Um, oh, yeah, and, and the, throughout the entire, like, climax of the movie, once he has become, like, Cyber Christ, and he is just going around and murdering people, he is also, like, wearing a Tron suit at all times. Yeah, he's <laughs> wearing so- his Tron suit, and he's he's standing motionless and, like, wordlessly, like, standing there in a very, like... Mom told me it's my turn on the Xbox <laughs> yeah. meme type of stance. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he like he captures the, the, the gas station attendant by rapping by using his telekinesis to turn, you know, the gas station nozzles into snakes <laughs> and capture this man. <laughs> and then and then and then the way that he that he kills him is he stares into his eyes and then and how would you describe what happens after that mark? <laughs> so a a cyber representation of his own head um with a mouth made of lawnmower blades yes. uh, <clears throat> uh um enters through his eyes into the other guy's eyes mm-hmm. and then it depicts in the cyber universe uh the lawnmower mouth uh man uh, running his lawnmower over the surface of the other guy's brain, mm-hmm. uh, thus rendering him, I guess, dead. Yeah. Um, and and then he leaves. This movie does things to you, man. It really. I oh there man. Was so part... I I took a uh, the, the the I'm gonna I'm gonna make the post uh, for this week's uh, d- um, Twitter post about <laughs> okay. the episode because I took a screenshot of the the guy's eye with the lawnmower blade mouth man <laughs> yeah. in it. Because I think that's my favorite shot in the movie, almost eclipsed by the the floating head. <laughs> yeah. So 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 there's there's a part where like where Jeff Fahey is like inside his house and and they've got him surrounded. That there's a bunch of soldiers outside. They're gonna come get him, and 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 she he produces a giant floating CGI golden head Jeff Fahey head, um, that then. Uh, disassembles the molecules uh, and reassembles them over and over again of the guards. So the, 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 you, I, it's hard because I don't think people should watch this movie because so much of it is like so awful and like most of it is not worth seeing, but truly, 
truly hellish things occur in this film that I think you need to see because I I think I think it 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 will reveal it will reveal something either in you or will reveal something about mankind that you had not considered previously. Yeah. It's uh there there there's there's so much. Um Yeah. Uh, he he goes he goes into the fucking mainframe. And, okay, uh, I think this is actually the coolest shit in the movie. Is when he it is. like when he finally like so like he's in the big spinning VR thing, um, and he finally like you know like like gives up his physical form. Um, he transcends. Yeah, he transcends and becomes one with the internet at the end. Um, in order to escape or whatever, um, and like his body stays in the machine still like rigged up, but it's all just like dried out and like skinny. And it's just like a husk and his face is all dried out like a shrunken head. Yeah. I thought that it's fucking like an electrical. Ruled. Yeah. Yeah. Like a- that was as if like an electrical, like current surged through his body and all of his life essence went into the computer. Yeah. It's like the moments like that moments where he like talks about how he touched God, the part where he's at the diner, and and it's like the first time that he starts oh, yeah. hearing other people's thoughts and like the way that him like hearing other people comes in as like radio static in his head and it's like that's a really effective scene all of that stuff are the moments where you're like man this could have been a fucking awesome movie like this Dude, this remember- could have been like one of the coolest movies i've ever seen oh, do do you remember the part where he's like he where he's like the dramatic reveal of like oh he's become like he's become the person that he is now mm-hmm. uh where Pierce Brosnan goes in and he's like you know we're not discovering new powers this this is powers that humankind lost God. along the way in evolution i we're discovering old uh, parts of the brain that used to be utilized but we have lost this isn't new science this is old he's basically like this is old magic essentially yeah. and you're like this is, it was, I was like, fuck, that's so good. God, God, when he, at the end, (laughs) when they're like, when him and Pierce Brosnan are having a confrontation inside the computer and like, and, and Jeff Fahey is like, his face is shifting between being like a man and being like a computer as he is like wrestling with these different aspects of himself. Like, fuck, this movie could have been so fucking cool, dude. Oh God. Yeah. But they had to like they had to try to be like oh we're gonna make a really serious movie about about this you know mental illness and we're gonna we're gonna have child abuse in it and he's gonna get abused by a pr-. and like it's like dude fuck all of that bullshit you don't need it just make a movie about a man becoming a computer man okay like case in point Tron does not try to be a smart movie <laughs> yeah Tron just Tron just just fucking vibes. Yeah. And that is the movie that I want. This movie could have been that. This could have been a better movie than Tron. Like this could have easily the, the ideas in this movie are more interesting than the ideas in Tron, but Tron isn't like objectionable (laughs) in the way that this movie is. And is also like just, you know, a more competently put together film that like makes a lot more sense. Like this, you know, I I've said this movie is like disorienting, um, and mm-hmm. like, you know, part of that is cause it's a weird psychedelic nightmare, but also a part of it is just like the pacing isn't very good. The storytelling is kind of confusing. It doesn't really come together, but man, those fucking moments are so good. <laughs> it, it's hard not 
to recommend seeing this movie for the moments. If you feel like you can stomach the the weird bad parts that we described, mm-hmm. um, there are some unforgettable moments. There in this truly movie, are. I guess. I guess I will say. Is there anything else that that you would like to say about the lawnmower man, Mark? Um. Nah, just. <laughs> man cyber christ yeah the part the oh yeah the part where the part where he puts pierce brosnan on a cyber crucifix and yeah while they're doing battle in cyber world and he shoots a lot of it's listen yeah he he sets a priest on fire with his mind um man it's a it's a movie it's It's a hell of a a film. film um the last thing that I'm going to say about The Lawnmower Man um, is if you are listening to this and you think some of these themes and concepts sound interesting, but you don't want to watch The Lawnmower Man because it's awful, um, I highly recommend uh, people should watch uh, Wax or The Discovery of Television Amongst the Bees. Uh, it is a very weird, very surreal film uh, that deals in, you know, putting your brain in the computer, deals with humanity, deals with a whole bunch of stuff. It's super fucking fascinating. It's one of my favorite movies, and you should watch that probably instead of The Lawnmower Man, but watch that CGI Lawnmower Man compilation on YouTube. <laughs> Just get the good That's stuff. Fair. What are we watching next week, Mark? Mm, so, so I suggested that we watch something light. Mm-hmm. next week because this was a lot um so we're watching our we're, we're doing episode f- f- five actually of pokemon movies because we six? watched that remake of episode oh six because detective yeah. pikachu god detective Pi- detect, detective uh detective ryan reynolds uh that was some movie as well <laughs> so we're watching pokemon forever colon celebi dash voice of the forest these titles man um okay so it's this one's from 2001, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so it's the fourth official Pokemon film. Um, uh, what should I say about this? Uh, it's so it's. I'm set not going to make place. you go through and try to read all of those names. No, please. <laughs> I'm, I I I I I respect uh, Japanese names too much to have to pronounce all the voice actors without knowing <laughs> yeah. uh, how to pronounce them. Yeah. Um, Anyway, man, yeah, it's it's Pokemon. Uh, Celebi is like green Mew. Mm-hmm. I'm to understand. Mm-hmm. So Mark, uh, Mark has takes... not seen this one. <laughs> so I don't. I wouldn't call myself like a Gen Oneer necessarily in that I don't really care mm-hmm. enough to like say Gen One's the best. Uh, but I really only know Gen One and a little bit of Gen Two. I just just this week I got to like the eighth gym in my first time ever playing a Gen Three game. I'm playing through a Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to Manectric. Uh, that dude's rad. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm gonna learn some of these other Pokemon. Yeah. So this is <laughs> a um, this is a Gen Two era film um i've seen this one once uh i saw it at my cousin's house when i was like 10 probably um the things that i remember are that one celebi is in it two there are some adorable baby pokemon in it three most importantly it's a time travel story and i'm pretty sure they they hang out with professor oak in the past in this one and i think that's pretty tight so i'm looking forward to that where could people find the podcast on the internet mark you can find us at cartridge cinema that's at cartridge cinema on twitter uh join the discord it's linked on the twitter you can listen to us on itunes spotify soundcloud 
or your favorite podcasting app. Uh, the RSS probably populates it there. Just fucking just try to find it. Um, <laughs> shout outs to the fucking listeners, by the way. We hit 10,000 plays, uh, which is more than I ever thought that we would get. Um, that's that. That's that is. Awesome. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a small it's a small milestone for some podcasts, but it's massive for us because mm-hmm. you know we're we're just we're some little guys here. It's, so. Yeah, it's a grassroots man. podcast, man. It, like we really have uh we have we really have built up a little community all around this this little thing that we do here. And I you know I I want I look at the SoundCloud stats and I see that there are people that listen to this podcast as soon as it goes up every Monday morning. And, you know, there's a group of people that are listening to this podcast every single week. And that's amazing. That feels great. I don't care how many people it is, you know, it, mm-hmm. the fact that there are people that are exactly. doing it is that's enough to me. Yeah, totally, yeah. man. Um, Yeah. Uh, so um, one thing you can one little thing you can do. And I noticed that more people have done this is like on iTunes or whatever you're on. Just like rate us. If you give us like a five star, that actually does help in terms of people, more people seeing the podcast. So that would be rad. I think we've got like 12 ratings now, which is way more than I thought we actually had. (laughs) So that's cool. Um, Yeah. uh, The music is by DJ Tin Man that you're listening to right now. Uh, The (laughs) art is by Courtney Kaufman. And for me, it was Tuesday. But cops don't join the military. Peace. Don't perform genetic experiments on monkeys. <laughs> do not, do not, do not uh, approach a man who uh, <laughs> who has your trust and convince him to participate in dangerous, unprecedented, and in scientific experiments that lead to him becoming Cyber Christ and merging with the internet. Just don't I would do say it. Even- even with like strong like affirmative consent, I wouldn't do that. That's just not. That's just not a cool thing to do to your friends. And that's, I would say that that's yikes. Not a good look, sis. Yeah, that's straight up. If I'm gonna cancel you, <laughs> man, we've been doing too many canceling <laughs> jokes. We're we're gonna we're gonna start sounding like we're <laughs> being we're, like we're out remo- of cancel culture. No, we're moving I, too 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 deeply into ironic territory it, with those. It, it's true. I just find the concept of like it's, it's hard I, not to. The the <laughs> idea of twitloggering somebody over something really stupid that doesn't matter is just like inherently very funny to me. It's great. It's yeah. it it is a bit that has not stopped giving. <laughs> truly. Truly. Um I think that's a podcast. <laughs> Bye. Holy shit. Yeah. This, uh, one. Th- 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 this one was an all timer. I'm gonna call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this. This was uh, <laughs> the 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 that end section was great. Yeah, God. I boy. All right, I'm gonna stop recording now. <laughs> <laughs>